Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Please take my hand. Now open your mind to me. Please open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Getting emotions high. I don't I don't love it, but this is an emotional time, I guess. I guess this uh, politics, because so much is at stake. You really have to care a lot. And I, I, I'm always depressed on election day or have been in the recent past because I'm a libertarian and I know that we are going to continue to march down the road to serfdom. And frankly, when it comes to taxes and debt and spending, I don't think there's any hope on either side of the aisle. And, and at this point, I think as far as foreign policy goes, we're going to have the same counterproductive wars. These are wars that make us less safe. So they're obviously being fought for a different purpose. They spread refugees and radical terrorism everywhere. And uh, so I get I get pretty sad about it. I get worried for my kids, you know, and I know people don't want to hear that. that like, I'm actually probably more hopeless than than most people i mean it's not that i think i'm I'm down on anybody it's just that i feel like this two-party system isn't working and we need to kind of peel back the onion on that and and i think that the biggest problem the reason it's like that is propaganda that the propaganda has gotten so bad thing even events in the news I find if you go to YouTube and investigate any mass shooting or whatever, you'll see weird details. And uh, I feel like you can't even, I just read that in France, in Nice, the government told everybody in the area to destroy their footage of the attack in Nice, the closed circuit TV stuff. There's like a hundred and something videos of the event and they told them to destroy the footage. Why? Because they want to spin the story, whatever it is. I don't know what the real story is, but I've noticed an acceleration in that kind of stuff over the past uh, couple of years. And I know people are waiting, so I'm going to get to the calls. Let me just read real quick this uh, paragraph from an article written by Michael Hastings in BuzzFeed. He was the guy who died in, I think he died in 2013. His car crashed. People had conspiracy theories about it. I don't know what really happened. Looked real to me, but it might not have been. Uh, and he was writing about this amendment to the Smith-Munt Act, and I never even heard of that before, but this is what he said, and this, and the law passed, the amendment did pass, and this is the quote. It says, 
The new law would give sweeping powers to the government to push television, radio, newspaper, and social media onto the U.S. public. It removes the protection for Americans, says a Pentagon official who is concerned about the law. It removes oversight from the people who want to put out this information. There are no checks and balances. No one knows if the information is accurate, partially accurate, or entirely false. According to this official, senior public affairs officers within the Department of Defense want to get rid of Smith-Munt and other restrictions because it prevents information activities designed to prop up unpopular policies like the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. So this this allows false information to come from the government through the mainstream media in order to support policies like war. Now, I believe the Department of Defense is not covered by this. I think it was in a defense bill, but the Department of Defense was not uh, actually covered by this. So I don't know where the propaganda comes from, but it is now that basically serves as a get out of jail free card for these uh, unnamed sources that feed all the information to the Wall Street Journal or all your other mainstream media. It gives them a pass for putting uh, untrue information out there. And that's what I think is the biggest problem. And I and and I think that's a bigger problem even than who wins the next election. I am going to go to Ralph and Marietta. Hi, Ralph. You're on with Monica. Sorry to surprise you. You've been waiting a long time. That's okay. I'm patient. What you got for me? Well, I just wanted to tell you I'm a new caller, and I've always enjoyed uh, listening to you uh, to the degree where I like the way you sound. I don't uh, don't always agree good. with what I say. Not everybody agrees with anybody else 100% of the time, right? Well, it's not even about agreeing with you. I believe that the tone of your voice tells me whether I like you or not first, because the tone of a person's voice has a lot to do with their intent and where they're coming from. I, I, I strongly believe that's, a, that's something that a lot of people should study further. But All right, I'll chew on point, that one for sure. Thank you, Ralph. What else yeah, you got? My point, my point is that, um, you know, one of the biggest issues, uh, are you a parent? Monica? Yes, I have okay. now, uh, three kids. Three kids. Now, take an example. If you took one of your children, your children said, Mom, I'm going to have a big show at school, and I want to make sure you're going to be there because you are the, you are the most important person in my life, and I need you to be there because it tells me what you mean to me, and it's going to make me realize how important I am and you are to me, Mom. And so by you showing up, Monica, says everything to that little girl or that boy that, you, that is your child. Now, if someone came up to you at that point and told you, Monica, we cannot have you, then we're going to replace you with somebody else, I don't think you would allow that to happen because of the ramifications and the consequences that it would take upon directly in that little person's brain and how they may start thinking for the next 10 years, regardless how many people go back to them and try to solve whatever problem they Yep. From you not being yes, there. you can't take okay. it back. I do notice that with parents, and I understand what you've said so far, and I want to know okay. how it applies. Very simple. Uh, if somebody who is legitimately voting, that is a very precious private affair. And that is something that people need to respect and hold near and dear to their heart. Just like anything else, on a typical, normal level in venues in our world where people are, they hold near and dear to their heart, and people don't tell them how they should think. Same thing with politics. That's a precious private vote. That is something that no one should be allowed to then maybe talk that person into voting somewhere else because it's their opinion. There are certain things that should be left to the individual. 
let that individual learn for themselves that this is what they have to do, so this is why they're voting for that individual. You're, you're touching on free will, Ralph. That's the, that's the risk, the scary, well, risky free will. Yeah, but that, that, that type of stuff doesn't happen in 90% of the regular life. You don't go to a store, decide you want to buy something, and before you buy it, 30 people come up to you and give you opinion as to why <laughs> you shouldn't. Now, you know that. You realize that. You yes, I always vote my done. conscience. I'll tell you, the first That's time it. I said that I was going to vote my conscience, I said, I'm voting uh-huh. for Ron Paul. I said, vote for your mother if you want to, but vote your conscience. I had somebody call in. This is when I was early on radio, and the guy said... That is the most irresponsible thing I've ever heard on radio. I said, uh-huh. vote your conscience. He said it was the most irresponsible thing he had ever heard on the radio. Well, voting your conscience is good, but behind voting your conscience comes with you being educated to that individual you're voting for. You just don't vote recklessly. You vote based on what makes you feel safe as an American and what makes your family feel safe as an American. And who are you voting for, Ralph? Well, there's clearly two choices, as you, as you well know. No, <laughs> well, there's, no, there's I mean, a thousand I'm choices. Ahead. There's a line no, you can no, write no. in. Well, you can. You can write in. But you and I both know, as grown-ups yeah. and as adults, right. yes. the average venue in life, you can't do that. Right. You go one or you go the other. And one or the other means the results. Yes, so, I agree. You know, it, it's, and, and the problem is that there's so many young people in this country, A, are not getting the right, truthful, direct, validation of, of, of information on these people. And so they're being allowed to change their mind or not change their mind based on other people out there, like the media, like this. And they all have, they all have their advantages because they sit in front of that microphone all day long expressing so many, like this gentleman you had before, this guy who went to the convention. He's right? a delegate, yeah. Think about this. This guy, God bless him for his efforts, but this guy... Is a is a public. He's a announced. He's a he's a Republican. Right. Okay. We're at a stage right now. As a Republican, you vote Republican. Since he's already admitted he's a Republican, it's only common sense that you vote Republican. So instead of just keeping it to himself and keeping that privateness strong in his mind. Well, he was a delegate, he though. He had to go vote for Trump or Cruz or whomever at the convention to see who the nominee was. That was important. Well, that's your rule, of course. My point is, for him to be saying to you that he has doubts in his expectations of the current established candidate, and for him to express that he may have not or he may have if the vote was taken and this and that and that and this, he's an adult. He's a delegate. He knows what the rules are. And for him to express all that muture out there causes nothing but confusion. And so that if we don't stay on the direct line of our own individual right to have an opinion and stick with it and share it with nobody, it makes it a stronger, valuable vote. Well, I thought it was interesting to hear how they keep people in line on the convention, why there wasn't. I thought there was going to be some drama there on the floor, and they suppressed it with Ron Paul. It looks like they suppressed it this time. I I actually, uh, I think his role as delegate made it, a public, if he was willing to share that, I think that's very interesting and stuff we really do need to know. I'm going to Mabel. Hi, Mabel. You're on with Monica. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm fine. Hey, I'll come. I just wanted to comment on the presidency election, and I feel like it's hard with these talk shows. Everything is so down, flopped at, very sarcastic. Whoa, 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 Mabel, are you saying I'm sarcastic and it's hard for me to understand you? Are you on speakerphone? you got to pick it up. 
Well, I was saying talk shows. I did put a S on the end. Okay, I am not sarcastic. I have a rule. I think sarcasm is cheap. Well, that's what it's getting to. If you if you just think about it deeply, we don't think even deeply now. And just like the talk person just before me said, this used to be such a thing with voting. Everybody was so private. Everybody now knows everybody, everything. It's because of these talk shows and the uh, jobs that send you out all of this. Yeah, you're now. talking about propaganda. You guys, I don't know if you realize how serious this issue is. It's, it's, yes, it is. It, yes, is, it is, and it, it's all because they, the information is so tightly controlled now. You can't even have helicopters, news helicopters, fly over scenes anymore. They, they have one helicopter. Well, instead and, of going all the way to that, I say it began. Just like it said, let this begin with me. It begins with the talk show. And they get out there. I know. All of I, I hate to cut you off because I have to go to a break. But it doesn't begin with the talk show host. It begins with you. It begins with you and your vote and your mind. Don't read the newspapers. Don't listen to what I have to. I'm just telling you what I think. You have to stop. I, I would absolutely say. Don't take anything uh, at face value. I would never take an anonymous source, nothing. Dig in. If you don't have evidence, you have no reason to believe it. I, that is absolutely what I advocate. Got more calls after this and tweets at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It is 80 degrees outside the studio with storms rolling around the area. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Continuing our discussion about the RNC, the Republican National Convention, and emotions are running hot. I'm going to Tony Indicator. Hi, Tony. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I think that Donald Trump tells people what he, what they want to hear. But if he ever gets a job, he's going to realize the tough job he has in front of him. How much do you I also think? I heard Hillary Clinton say that the radical Muslims were using something that Donald Trump said to recruit converts. Monica, people came on the radio and said she was lying, and then it came out that she was telling the truth. They did do that. When you're the president, you have to wink at one guy, shake hands with another guy, and hope you don't offend nobody in the process. You just can't go off and say what you feel like saying like that because it could lead to danger. Uh, I think that, see, I really, this is so hard. People don't want to hear this. It's just my opinion. But I feel like there is something very orchestrated about this election cycle. It just feels like that to me. It feels like this... uh, fear-mongering thing what you just said is it it can't be unintentional it's almost like uh he's being painted as being a hothead unreliable i mean that is really how hillary is painting him and he seems at times to be playing into that which is confusing to me if things are supposedly the way we're told they are so i just can't i i what you're telling me, you're giving me what I consider to be the kind of dialectic, the propaganda memes, memes that are coming out, like uh, he's causing trouble and Hillary's calling him out on it and all this kind of stuff. But for me, I think they're all playing a game with us. I think she's she actually uh, 
positions herself as being a friend to Muslims because she knows full well when she gets that seat as president, she is going to escalate wars in Libya, Syria, and Iraq, I guess. I mean, that those are the names what that... Makes you, what makes you think so? I'll tell you what I think so, because she, uh, she first of all, Anybody who gets in that position is going to have to do that. They, they, I do not think that they are that their personal preferences is what rules them in that position. I think they're they know full well that the deep state, the shadow government, is in control. I mean, ask Kennedy, ask Gerald Ford or Ronald Reagan, people who got shot, or uh, I would even go so far as to say Watergate was a bit of a coup to get Nixon out. They don't hold that position if they don't prosecute the wars that the military-industrial complex wants. And and she's proven that she's willing to do it in Libya. And and I think they're going to position it as she wanted to clean up her mess there, and that's why we're going back into Libya. But I think we are. I mean, this is how I read the tea leaves. I, I, would lo- I hope that I'm wrong, and I hope that it... Feel free to persuade me, but I just think this is a little... Uh, it's It's more... I don't think these guys give billions and billions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars to the political process and then just wait and see what happens. I think they're doing it so they can control it. And I think what they want is war because of the debt, because uh, it's good for business. It controls foreign sources of energy. You know, that's that's what I think. I'm, I'm sorry to, you know, it's kind of a bummer, but uh, I do think that Things are are just not what you see is what you get. I just don't think so. So, anyway, I've got lots of calls, but I still have some open lines. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I am your libertarian voice every Saturday from 3 to 6. So we are in the home stretch. If you want to come see me in person and have some of this lively debate face to face, you don't have to agree with everything I say. But uh, if you consider yourself on the Tea Party end of the spectrum, check out the Tea Party events on Tuesday night. And if you are a libertarian, check out Liberty on the Rocks on Thursday night and go to my website for the details, MonicaPerezShow.com. And if the stuff I say disturbs you, I try to post the my reasoning, my evidence of all of the stuff that I'm saying. I, I wrote, I've been writing articles about why I think this campaign is, uh, this campaign cycle is orchestrated. Just check it out. And we can continue this, uh, the conversation on air, 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Joseph and Alpharetta. Hi, Joseph. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, how are you today? Good, how are you doing? Good. I would like to ask you sort of one long question regarding <laughs> your RNC delegate. Yeah, Basically, I think you would acknowledge the RNC is a private organization in business, such as WSB, who's hired you. And if they brought you in for an interview and said, Monica, we love your energy, we love your voice, we would love for you to do a cooking show for us. And you turn around and said, that sounds great, but I'd really like to do a show where I try to explain libertarianism to people who are just too stupid to understand it. And they would say, Monica, thank you very much for visiting, but 
That's just not a direction we want to go. So what you're doing to the RNC people is I'm a, I'm a Donald Trump guy. I've never been involved with the Republican establishment. I campaigned. I worked my butt off. I got friends to show up at a primary. And then you want to turn around and say that you have no problem with a GOP guy being put in there and replacing and wiping out my vote, my friends' votes, and my wife's vote. Oh, no, I'm not. How do you understand? How do you explain that? I wasn't advocating for that. Why have a primary? Let the GOP just send who they want that. Yeah, I was not advocating for that. I was trying to get information, and I thought it was interesting what he said. I will say I'm a big opponent of changing rules after the process. Like, for example, when people kept saying, Al Gore won, look at his popular vote. I'm like, well, you can't look at it that way because if people had thought that that was going to... uh, I'm going to mute that dog for a sec. Um, People, if people thought... no, I didn't cut you, Joseph. I muted you for a second. Ah, oh, Joseph, I muted you for a second because your dog was barking. Sorry. Feel free to call back, Joseph, if you can. But I will answer your question. I feel like if you, if the primary, if the delegates were meant to vote their consciences, and we would have to know that before the primary process. And what I would think one would do is take the... Uh, you would actually vote for delegates, which I'm guessing is how it must have worked in days gone by, which is why they had the delegate process in the first place, because they had to send people to uh, the Capitol to have the elections. And they and so you would what you would probably do is actually elect delegates, 80 delegates or whatever, 72 delegates and and understand how they operate and get a promise from them that they will vote for these people in that order. So I wasn't advocating for David's position. And he actually said that he would have probably ended up voting for Trump. But yes, a rule change uh, I never think should happen after the fact. And he was saying that he thought the rules actually allowed it. But even that would be a little difficult to deal with if, people didn't understand that when they went to vote. So I do, I realize that the Republican Party is uh, basically a private organization. I I wouldn't really put it that way. The the election rules tend to support this two-party system. It's very hard to get any, anybody else. It's kind of like an oligopoly. So I would say those are government rules ultimately that, favor the uh the two-party system so i wouldn't say it's really a free private system but anyway uh thank you for the call joseph i'm super sorry that uh you thought i dropped you i just muted you because your dog was barking i'm gonna go to johnny johnny you're on with monica hey monica i have a stack of seven books on propaganda next to me right now, and there's a common theme in all of them. The theme, or there's a few common themes in all of them, and those themes are that propaganda is designed to short-circuit critical thinking, to leave no room for thought, to evoke passionate emotion that's directed towards a clear enemy, an enemy that's been simplified, and it's designed to pit people against each other, and that propaganda is not recognizable. It doesn't only come from enemies that you can easily recognize it from. It, it comes from people that 
that know how to speak directly to to your heart and, and cause you to react in an unthinking manner. So th- these callers that are getting so emotional about the the, the Trump Trump thing, it's they're, they're reacting in the way that propaganda has is designed to cause them to react. And this 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 is what makes us so easy to manipulate as people because we become the stereotype when we react in these emotional ways. Well. What do you suggest? I mean, I, I, I look at, I, I understand we are responsible, though, for our own thoughts and feelings. You can't say it's somebody else's fault. To Are you saying we're powerless to resist it? No, no, I, I'm saying that, that creating, I think, studying propaganda and, and media literacy, I think that's the most, one of the most important things that we can do. I don't think we're powerless against that. I think yes, recognizing okay. that, that that's what's going on is what will enable us to uh, collectively grow together. Yes, and I'll tell you, I have always thought that there, that just the scales falling from your eyes or just exchanging ideas or just seeing it for what it is would really dissolve the power that I think has basically hijacked this country, maybe the world. I think that, and then I, but I have actually folded into that a little of uh, hope for dealing with this stuff at the local level. I'm thinking of getting more involved at the local level because I feel like if you actually stand in the way of the laws that, that feed into this this top heavy system the system that i think is unjust and kind of hijacks our processes that we can do two things one is like you say exchange ideas let the scales drop from your eyes try to see through the propaganda which is very hard to do as you can see like just having the conversation is upsetting uh and then but on the other hand i think you can uh, uh get in there and try to prevent the laws like these globalist laws when Michael called from Johns Creek a while ago saying there's this UN law that determines how he can use his property. I mean, it's a UN model law that Johns Creek adopted. So I think we need to start stamping that stuff out too, but I don't want to get off track. Uh, thank you so much for the call. Steve in Atlanta, you are on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Enjoy your show. been listening to you from time to time, and I completely agree with you. The shadow government, I believe, is a uh, is pretty terrified with uh, Donald Trump's run. Uh, when I heard him stand up in South Carolina and say he doesn't give a bleep about lobbyists, he had my vote because, we, as the previous caller said, you've got to identify the clear enemy, and the clear enemy is the shadow government that owns and controls the, the uh, Republicans and the Democrats playing off the same... Um, the same, but if he's independent of that, why does the media give him so much free press? They were they're terrified of him. They're, they've tried to destroy him. No, I just process. let me tell you. I want to tell you, Steve, one thing, and I, I want your response. I have stuff. These crazy, bizarre uh, WWE videos of Trump. I have really seedy stories about him. I'm not reading them. I don't. I'm not. Try people think I'm attacking. I'm totally not. But if the media really didn't like him, they would play that stuff, and they don't. They're, well, they're not hitting him where it hurts. And there was another thing. There's a, a on my website, Micah Brzezinski, who's as shadow government as you can get. Her father was, and she's a I think MSNBC host. There's a leaked audio of them talking during the commercial where she says, "Can I ask you this question?" He says, "No, I don't want anything hard." And she says, "Okay." So. That's those, those are Democrats, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. So I appreciate I, I, I hope that you're right. I just 
I just don't think the media works that way. Well, if if Trump's part of the shadow government, then we're we're completely toast. I mean, if Soros computer voting machines uh, are are riggable, then you know. Well, that's the real problem. I I actually think first is propaganda is a problem. And second is I did a lot of work on uh, election fraud. Also, if you go to my website and it's rampant, we're going to have to burn the place down. I mean, that's going to come to that. Well, I really don't want to do that, Steve. I appreciate uh, the sentiment. I really don't think I actually don't think violent revolution is the answer. I think we won't turn out better off, but I do think that if we wake up and show up, even at the local level, or particularly at the local level, uh, we we might be better off. I'm going to go to Bill in Peachtree City. Hi, Bill. You're on with Monica. Monica, um, I was a libertarian um, in the first year of its organization. Anyway, I'm no longer. <clears throat> but uh, my call was about Trump equals Perot equals Reagan equals Goldwater equals... Teddy Roosevelt, and the reason I say that is the Republican establishment hated Reagan, hated Teddy Roosevelt, and hated Perot, and hated the Goldwater. Teddy Roosevelt, you know that Teddy Roosevelt made a third-party run just to get... Yes, I do. Yeah, so I think he uh, was working closely with the, (laughs) the power elite in that election that he lost on purpose just to take somebody else down. Uh, wait, you're talking about Perot or about Teddy Roosevelt? The- Teddy Roosevelt did that. He uh, did after he well, was president. He ran as a third party so that his uh, cronies guy could get in, and the guy who was going to win. Yeah. I for- can't even believe it. I forget no. the names of the people. Woodrow who won. Wilson is. He, um, uh, there's there's a picture in Wikipedia of uh, the 1912 um, election where it shows uh, Taft, uh, who was running against. Um, uh, Roosevelt, and uh, they're in a knife fight. Uh, it, just go there and look uh, with your uh, your guest and whatnot. But um, I worked for the Reagan campaign in 1976 and 1980, and I couldn't believe the dirty tricks that the uh, Republican establishment threw. Uh, essentially, <clears throat> they did to Reagan in '76 what they did, what the Democrat yeah. Party did to uh, Bernie. Uh, just recently. Yes, had, because you're saying that Reagan would have gotten that nomination on the floor, right? In 1976, well, and they gave it to uh, Gerald Ford. Is that what you're saying? Well, well during the uh, during the primaries in each state, for instance, uh, New York, uh, there was something called uh, favorite son uh, delegates, where uh, governors uh, who were of that particular party right. uh, could uh, guide a certain number that were not elected by the people are not selected by the people. I said, they can do that? And it's like, yeah. So anyway, there were a bunch of us very bitter uh, when um, uh, the almost, almost uh, overturned a sitting president, uh, a lying nice guy, uh, Gerald Ford. And uh, Reagan told us, he said, we worked hard. We'll, we'll, we'll do a better job next time. And I don't know if you remember this. In 1980, the uh, Republican establishment pulled uh, the stops out again to uh, have Bush uh, yes, as their the vice uh, president. Uh-huh. Yes, and then you got to wonder, people like uh, that, that, 
there was an assassination attempt for, uh, against Reagan shortly after he was elected. That always uh, that always seemed pretty, you know, yeah, I, I'm not accusing anybody of conspiring against him in that way, but I always look to the VP, like uh, Gerald Ford's VP was Nelson Rockefeller. You know, you just got to scratch your head. 800 WSB Talk. I'm going to wrap it up after this. Reggie, hang on. I'll give you the last word. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Partly cloudy, scattered storms Monday with a forecast high of 93 for the beginning of the work week. But that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for the weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are wrapping up this very passionate conversation about basically the Republican National Convention, but this election in general. And uh, my goal is not to rile people up. I just want to give my uh, my genuine reactions and thoughts. And and uh, it's not what you're hearing in the mainstream. I had several callers say, you're just a typical whatever. I'm like, I'm definitely not a typical. Like, you can call me whatever you want. But I'm not typical. I'm just saying something different. And I think that if you want to listen, re-listen to it and see if uh, if it if it really is typical of anything, you can listen to my podcasts on MonicaPerezShow.com. That's my website. I put up the podcasts uh, early in the week. I just want to keep us thinking. And I think that's what we're doing here. I'm going to let Reggie have the last word. Hey, Reggie, you're on with Monica. How you doing, Monica? Happy weekend to you. Happy, Happy Saturday weekend to you, too. Uh, I would just like to know, how do you feel about Hillary Clinton's VP pick for vice president, Tim Kaine? I just don't know anything about him. I feel like it's the Mike Pence thing. I'm like, uh, I better look this guy up. I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Well, I don't know either. I mean, I mean the, guy, the guy's Hispanic, by the way. I don't know either. I don't know if he's going to help or hurt her uh, campaign if she, you know, now that she picked him. I don't know what, I don't know. He's a mystery. He's a mystery. Nobody's heard of him until now, right? Yeah. It's, Nobody's heard of him until now. It's strange. You got to wonder what I should really. It, they said he was a foreign policy. I just read the Wall Street Journal about it. They said his specialty was foreign policy. And right. that put up a red flag for me because and he, uh, my husband told me he was Catholic, which I find a somebody who makes it to that level of politics and uh, is an expert in foreign policy is right. going to have a hard time being Catholic or any any denomination that is going to uh, obey "Thou shalt not kill" because those guys get that Tuesday kill list where they drone people on a list. You you know about that, right? Right. Yeah. So I feel like uh, what we're being told about him, I don't know what to believe, and the foreign policy aspects I think is going to continue to be super critical i think that ash carter and obama and Kerry are just teeing all this stuff up so that whoever comes and takes their places next year will simply have virtually or it'll appear that they will have no choice but to escalate a military action in libya syria and iraq those are the three names that keep coming up in the journal so i have to believe that all three of them are going to be involved in escalating military action at these guys hands so, oh, right. sorry, Reggie, I'm out of time. <laughs> I thought I didn't know anything about Tim, but I do, I guess. 
enough to have that opinion. So uh, come see me this week. If you want to go to an event Tuesday or Thursday, check it out on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. You can also find my podcast there. Uh, tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Like me on Facebook if you do. And you want to hear uh, continue this conversation during the week. And I'll be back next Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on WSB. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.